0: You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to the Give Your Life Away podcast. We have been on a break for about four or five weeks, but now the plan is to come back and release these weekly podcasts uh, going throughout the end of the calendar year. So in the first third of the year, we started going through um, a number of areas related to the topic of personal holiness. Now in the second part of the year, we are talking about issues related to evangelism, how we bring the gospel to a lost and dying world. Specifically today, I want to talk uh, about the idea of using the Bible in evangelism. Here's my exhortation really at at the top of this podcast. Don't give up using the Bible. Now, you might think, well, why would I do that? Well, there's a temptation to not use the Bible in evangelism. Here's how it happens. You quote a passage of Scripture to someone who you're talking to and you want to see come to Christ, and they say something like, well, I don't believe the Bible's true. So there's a temptation right there to give in to what they say and to say, well, okay, I guess I can't use that. I can't use the Bible. They don't believe it. And that's where some people really struggle. Well, then how am I going to convince them? And you think that you've all all of a sudden got to be an expert in philosophy. Maybe you all convince them with a philosophical argument. Or you've got to be really clever on your feet and good with word pictures. So you think, okay, I've got to come up with the right illustration or word picture to convince them to give their life to Christ. I would encourage you, don't give up the Bible. Just because they want you to take your Bible and to put it back in your bag and to talk to them about these things without using the Bible doesn't mean you have to. The Bible is the revelation of God to man, the specific revelation of God to man. It tells us about his holiness. It tells us about your sin and their sin. It tells us about Jesus Christ, the Savior who would save their souls if they would repent and believe. It tells us that. It tells us what following Christ looks like. So why would we want to be less specific or less helpful to them? The help is in the word of God. And I'll say this, the power is in the word of God. God has anointed His Word with power. He has not anointed your clever speech with power or philosophy with power. He's anointed His Word, so don't put it away. I think in the past I've suggested on this podcast that um, when someone says something like "I'm not a Christian" and they kind of use that as a way to say, you know, so stop telling me what you believe, or or I don't believe what you just said about Jesus Christ. I'm not a Christian a good way to kind of disarm them and to continue on down the road that you need to go is to say, well, I know you're not a Christian, but just so I'm clear, here's what Christians teach, because I know there's a a lot of false understandings about what Christianity is. Now I know you're not a Christian, but here's what Christianity is. So that's a way for you to show them I'm hearing you. I hear what you say. You're not a Christian, but let me just kind of make this clear and it allows you to continue going down that road. It's, it's similar with, with, responding to people who say, I don't believe the Bible. That doesn't mean you throw it away. You keep it there, front and center. Well, I know you don't believe the Bible, and I get that, and I know a lot of people don't. But just to be clear, because a lot of people don't even know what's in the Bible, here's what it says about this topic, that topic, about sin, about Jesus Christ, about repentance. So, So don't allow them to take away your greatest, and I'd say your only weapon, the Word of God. They're keeping their weapon. Their weapon might be, or or their source of authority that they're going to use in the discussion may be their own thoughts about God. Well, I think God should be this or that. Their source of authority is the way they think. Your source of authority is not the way you think. Your source of authority is the Bible itself. So they're wanting you to put away your source of authority, but they're going to keep theirs. And by the way, yours is far greater than theirs. Their source of authority is the way they think about God. Yours is the actual word of God. One is inerrant and one is actually flawed. So don't put away your greatest weapon. They might not like you quoting scripture, but that doesn't mean you stop doing it. There's a tactful way of doing it. So you tell them, I know you don't believe this, but this is my source of authority. And so I submit to the Bible when it says blank. It's been my experience that when people say that, it's a way to stop you from quoting the Bible to them. They don't want to hear what it says. But what what I often find is when you kind of acknowledge that, oh, I know you don't believe it, but this is what it says, and this, this is where I hold on to, or this is what I submit to, they kind of put that objection away. If you continue on saying, well, I know you don't believe it, but here's what it says, and this is what this passage says, they don't keep arguing. Well, I don't believe it. I said I don't believe it. I said I don't believe it. I know you don't believe it. But I'm going to tell you what it says. So uh, it's been my experience that people kind of forget about that, um, that, that uh, point that they've just made. They forget about their opposition to the Bible in a sense. And, and when you refuse to take it off the table and put it in your backpack and you keep it there front and center, they kind of continue on in the discussion. So I would say this. Don't give up the Bible. Use the Bible to articulate the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, just to be very very practical here when you are talking with someone when you are evangelizing someone try to get their nose in the text try to get them to read the bible this is what you want them doing this is where the power comes you've probably heard many times and i've heard many times about people in evangelistic relationships a person being evangelized who is encouraged to read the bible for themselves and they come to faith in christ so get people to read the bible Ideally, it's good if you can do it with them, if you can help digest what they're hearing with them, if you can help answer questions or or make connections or make sense of what they're reading. But at the very least, get them to read it on their own. Both would be great. They read it on their own. They come back and read it with you or ask questions or talk about it. So just to be very practical, I'd say this. Have them read their Bible. If they don't have one, buy them a Bible. It's a great gift to give someone um, a Bible. They, they don't have one. Uh, maybe they have one uh, from another religion. They've got the Book of Mormon. They've got something else, and they think that'll do. And Buy them a Bible. Buy them the actual 66 books. And if you want, buy them a study Bible. Uh, two that I particularly like are the ESV study Bible and MacArthur study Bible. So the ESV study Bible and the MacArthur study Bible are great Tools and just remind them these notes at the bottom are just notes written by teachers of the faith, but the words at the top those are the words of God, and so the bottom makes sense of what the top is saying. So the top is perfect, the bottom is a human teacher trying to make sense for the reader what the word of God says. So buy them a Bible, have them read it. Secondly, uh, just just some thoughts on maybe what you would have them read. So to tell someone who hasn't really spent much time in the Word. Hey, hey, go read the Bible. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess I'll start at the front. So you start in Genesis, and you're really excited about them understanding who Christ is, but they're going to have a lot of prophecy about him, but not any real kind of tangible specifics in the full New Testament way of seeing Christ. And so I, I would help them with what to read. If they say, I want to read the whole Bible. Great. Have them start in Genesis. But maybe have them read... Uh, the New Testament as well at the same time. So maybe you have them read Genesis and start in Matthew as well in the New Testament. You want to see them, you want them to know prophecies about the coming Christ, but you also want to get them to a place where they're reading about him from when he actually came 2,000 years ago and reading about the glory that that has in it. So if you want them to read the whole Bible, have them start in the New Testament and the Old Testament at the same time. That would be my encouragement to you. Another idea is to have them read the Gospel of John. John twenty thirty one actually gives the, the the purpose for John's writing of the book. And he says, I write these things to you so that you may believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that by believing you may have life in his name. Well, that's the same reason you want them to read the Gospel of John. So they would believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that by believing in him, they would have life in his name. So the Gospel of John is a great book to have people read, um, in evangelistic settings. Um, uh, just, just one other thought when someone does come to Christ or when someone's, uh, thinking of following him and they're counting the cost. Okay. Yeah. I, I see who he is. I see what he did for sinners and, and, uh, I, I got to commit to, to following him. So, so what am I committing to? What am I signing up for? Or you take a new believer and they say, okay, I'm new in Christ. What does that look like on a day-to-day level? Uh, I recently heard of one young man who was a, a secular young man uh, attending bar at, near a certain university, came to faith in Jesus Christ after a number of years and went to his pastor on Friday night and said, okay, now what do Christians do on Friday? <laughs> I know what I used to do on Friday. What do Christians do on Friday? So for one of those kind of new believers or someone who's really considering giving their life to Christ and counting the cost, what does this Christian life look like? It may be good to read a book like Colossians with them. Uh, the book of Colossians has the person and work of Christ in it. So, so who is Jesus and what has he done? It's got the gospel in it. It's got what the gospel is not. A lot of people who newly come to Christ maybe come out of uh, a false religion or, or they've, they've kind of heard about the, the negatives of false religion. And so Colossians kind of shows you what, what following Christ doesn't look like as well. Colossians also talks to you about the way that you um, uh, have relationships with other people. Uh, It deals with things like anger and slander and malice. It also talks about sexuality and how to be pure. It talks about resolving conflict. The book of Colossians talks about having the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. The book of Colossians talks about submitting and, and leading in the home, at work, The book of Colossians talks about evangelism. The book of Colossians talks about prayer. So the book of Colossians is a great four-chapter kind of introduction, in a sense, to the Christian life, many topics in the Christian life. So again, the whole point here is get their nose in the text. It would be great if your nose could be in there with them. So sometimes you might point them to John. Sometimes you might point them to Genesis and Matthew or maybe Colossians. But get them reading the Word of God and talking through it with you. So in your evangelism, as soon as possible, get them in the Bible. Having endless philosophical discussions, endless debates about this or that, really can become harmful. Because the more and more you do that, you're taking them away from the Scriptures. Convince them with the Scriptures. They are the power of God to change people's lives. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.